Shalom, my brother, of the Mezeches, Baba Kamadaf, Memeches, Reis, Dav, Discusses, the Kabbalah Shmira, of the Baal Chotzer, what is that, cover, is that only his animal damaging, or anything, anything damaging the Baal Hashar, then we discuss uh, different cases of a woman uh, coming into someone else's house without permission to bake, or to uh, grind your wheat, and the damage that was done there, then we discuss other cases, the ox going without permission, and uh, is chayev, the Baal Chatzar is going to be chayev if his mafka is filled without filling up the virus that the ox digs. He's chayev for the ox's bar, the ox being a bar. We discuss the ox ruining the Baal Chatzar's water, if the ox falls in and kills somebody in this bar. And the various lashayinus that the Baal Chatzar can say when an ox walks in without permission. The Gemara begins by saying that we're the Balachatzer accept responsibility to guard this ox that, that's in his property. Is he just accepting to make sure that his oxen don't hurt this ox? Or is he saying, I don't want any, I'm going to make sure nothing hurts your animal? So let's try to bring a raya. So Yehuda by Simon says, he said when they were learning on Izakin and the Bekarna, that if someone brings his power into someone else's chatzer without permission, and then Levi's ox, right? So Ruvain brings his ox into Shimon's property, and then Levi's ox come and gores Ruvain's ox. Shimon is Potter. But if you have Rishos, then Shimon is going to be Chayiv. Who's Potter? Who's Chayiv? Lechaira, it means that the Baal Chotzer is going to be Potter, and the Baal Chotzer is going to be Chayiv. See, see, that he is going to be Chayiv for all Shmir, even Levi's ox. But the Gemara says, no, 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 when we say Chayiv and Potter, it means the Baal Hashar, Levi's axe is going to be Potter or Chayiv. Aye, then why do we care whether Ruvain got Rishus to bring in his axe if we're dealing with Levi's Achrayas? Well, depending on whether Ruvain got Rishus, that's going to define the, the, whether the Rishus is Rishus Hanizak or not. Because if he got property, permission to go into this property, then it's Rishus Hanizak. If not, then it's Rishus Harabim. And Shane and Rishus Harabim is Potter. Next, we learn that if someone brings his ox into the Baal bias his chutz without rishos, and then Levi's ox again comes and gores, so, so he's potter unless he came in with rishos. Again, who's potter? Who's chayiv? We're assuming we're talking about the Baal chutzer. No, we're talking about Levi's ox. Whether Levi's going to be chayiv and potter, and the fact that Reuven got rishos is Lishita Zavitarfin, who says that Karen actually pays Nezek Sholem in the Chatzar Nezek. So besides for Shane, even Gabe Karen, according to Ritarifan, getting Rishos from Shimon to bring his oxen is going to make a difference. When Ruven has Rishos, it's Karen and Rishos had Nezek, and it's going to be Nezek Sholem for Levi. If it wasn't with permission, then it was just Shosarabim, and Levi's only going to have to pay Chati Nezek. Next, we bring some stories. There was a woman who brought her flower into someone else's house. And this guy's goat comes, eats up all of the dough, gets a stomachache and dies. Now, Rava was mechaev her to pay for that goat. Chayra, Rava seems to be arguing on Rav, who said that the damager can say, hold on, your animal shouldn't have overeaten, shouldn't have eaten my stuff. Yeah, but even Rav would agree here because she went under the out permission. So there was no acceptance of Shmira. 
if she went in with permission, then she accepted Rishus to make to guard over her wheat, make sure to make sure that no one ate her wheat. I asked them the Gemara, why would a woman going in to grind her wheat be any different than a woman going in with her flour? Medayak over there, that if she goes in to grind, if she had Rishus, then she'd be potter. So the Gemara explains that when she's grinding, there's no element of tznius necessary by it. When they're kneading, the woman would roll up their sleeves or something, and the, the balabas was presumably not present. He would leave. But by grinding, there was some of the balabaises there, so she can rely on his presence to make sure that his goat wouldn't come and eat it. Uh, when she's coming in to bake, so there's dough and there's a tznius issue, so she can assume that he left, and therefore she is now responsible to make sure that no damage is caused by her presence. Now, Rava brings us a couple of cases of someone brings his ox into someone else's huts without permission, and this ox digs pits and crevices and caves and whatnot. The Balasar is going to be high for any damage done to that chotzer. If the Baal chotzer then goes and is mafke for his field, he's going to be high for any damages done in that pit. Even though the Pusuk says, Ki yechre ishbar veloi sharbar, we learn it can't be that the ox dig the pit has to be a human dug that pit. Since the owner had time to fill this in before being mafkerit, he's responsible for all the damages done in this pit that the ox dug. Rubber brings another case of someone brings his ox into someone else's chutz without permission and he damages the balabayas or any damage was caused to the balabayas because of this ox. The Baal Hashar is going to be chayiv. But if the axe law is down, he's potter. The Gemara says, well, lying down suddenly makes it everything potter. No, it means they lie down and he uh, defecated in this Baal Hashar's field. And that ruined the kalim that were there. In that case, those glalim are a bar. The thing is that it's not the Baal Hashar's bar. It's the axe's bar. And this... Bar damaged Kalim. A bar isn't chayv on Kalim. Moivale Kalim we darshan. Now the Gemara says this works according to Shmuel who says in Hilchus Bar that anything that damages is, is considered a bar. But Rav holds that it's not a bar unless you're mafkerit. Where is the the hefker hefkeras here? The Gemara answers everyone is mafker their glalim. It's an automatic hefkeras. Next, Rava tells us if a person himself walks into a Baalabais' chutzir without permission and he damages him, or the Baalabais in some way gets damaged by him, if the Baalabais were to damage him, maybe he'd be putter. What are you doing in my backyard? But if Papa says, he's only going to be putter for damaging the intruder if he didn't know that he was there. If the Baalabais knew he was there and he pulls out a shotgun and chases him down, he's going to be chayef. Why? Because the guy, the intruder, can say, the trespasser can say, look, you're allowed to kick me out of your property, but you're not allowed to hurt me. The guy wasn't doing anything. He was standing in one spot, and the Balabais came and smashed him. Now she clarifies. And this is all that she does, because Rovo or Papa, they say that if you have two people sharing a space, they're both allowed to be there. Or they're both not allowed to be there. Then they're damaged. If they damage each other, they're chayiv. If they accidentally get hurt on each other, they'll be putter. But if one of them, it could be medayik, was allowed to be there, the other one wasn't. Then the one who's allowed to be there is going to be potter, and the one who is not allowed to be there is going to be chayiv. 
In the next case, in the Mishnah, we learned that if the ox who meandered into someone else's property fell into a bar and ruins his water in that pit, it'll be chayv. Rova says that's only if he ruined the water on contact, that the animal is all dirty. But if only after a while the water got ruined, he'll be potter. Why? Because that shore is now acting as a bar, and the water is a kli. I'm not entirely sure how water becomes a kli. Maybe the bar becomes a kli for the water. And this bar, in this case the ox, is not going to be chayev on damaging Caleb. Now this works according to Shmuel who says that every bar, anything that damages counts as a bar. But Rav says you have to be mafkerit. It wasn't mafker, his ox. So then we have to change it up a little bit. According to Rav, we learned that Rav holds that, the, that when the ox fell in, He's only going to be chayv if he ruins the water immediately. But if he only ruined it through his stench, from the smell that he omitted there, he'll be potter. Why? Because the smell is only a grama, indirect, and grama is not going to be mechaev. In the next case, in the Mishnah, we said that if the Balachatzer's father or son was in that pit and ox fell in and killed him, uh, the owner of the ox will be chayv kaifer. Why? The animal's a tam. So we have three answers. A tam is a chayv kaifer. Rav says, we're talking about where the animal is a mood for falling in and killing people in pits. Ah, how come he hadn't been killed yet? Rav says that he saw some vegetables there. He went to go eat it and fell in. He wasn't intending to kill. That's why he hadn't been killed until now. Shmuel answers that we're going to Shita Rav Yitzhak. who says that a time actually does pay kaifer, just chazi kaifer. Ula, Rav Yitzhak says that we're going like Rav Tarfan, who says that you actually pay Nezik Sholem for Karen in Chatzar Nizik, so you'll be paying full Kaifer in the Chatzar Nizik here. In Shita Shavit Tarfan. Ah, according to Ula, it makes sense why you tell me that it's Dafka, the father of the son, that were down in there to prove that this is the Chatzar Hanizuk. According to Shmuel, it doesn't matter which Chatzar it is. Why does the Dafka have to be a father and a son? There could be someone else down in this pit. The Gemara says, you're right, according to Shmuel, it's just Orcha, Orcha de Milsa. That's uh, just an example of people who might be down there. Now, in the Gemara, we say, Rav tells us that the Halach is like Tanakama, or Shmuel passings like Rebbe. Now we go through some of the Shoinahs of what the Balabais can say to be accepting uh, Achrayas, to be Shoimer on this guy's animal when, when he welcomes his ox into his Chatzar. If he says... Bring in your ox, but guard it. So then if it damages, the ox will be chayiv. And if it gets damaged, the Baal Chatz will be, will be putter. But if the Baal Chatzer says, bring in your ox and I'll guard it, then if he damages, this ox will be chayiv. And if the ox damages, that's the Baal Chatzer's problem. The Kabbalah says, hold on. The diuk of these two statements are counterproductive. Because first you tell me that if he says that you watch it, the ox is going to be chayiv. Mashma that if he didn't say that, it was just Stam, he walked in. Then the Balchotzer is going to be Chayiv, and the Balchotzer is going to be Potter. Because we assume that the Balchotzer is accepting to guard it. But in the safe of the dig is exactly the opposite. You tell me that he explicitly has to say that I'm going to guard it in order for the Balchotzer to be Chayiv. But Stam, the Balchotzer, is not accepting Rishos, uh, a Chrayis, to guard it. That she does it ready. He says that until the Balachotzer actually accepts to guard it, it's he, the Balachotzer is Potter. 
So what the ratios are bought on the safe is Rebbe? So Rebbe Lozer says, yeah, sure, break it up. The ratios is, is, is Rabbanon on the safe is Rebbe. But Rava says it could all be the Rabbanon. That the Baal does not need to explicate his Shmira. He just used the same Lashayinahs of Shmira in the Seifa. Because that's what we used in the Reisha. But don't be Medayek from the Seifa. Rav Papa learns the opposite. They really told Rebbe. And we're going in Shita Shavit Harfan who says that Karen Chatzar and Nizik pays Nizik Sholem. So if the Baal Chatzar says you guard your axe, he's not giving him a place in his Chatzar for the axe to be. So it's still the Chatzar and Nizik. Karen Chatzar and Nizik is Nizik Sholem. But if the Baal Abayas didn't tell him to guard it, then in essence, He's saying, okay, come in and share my property with you. It's a chutzer of shutfin now, not a chutzer in Ezek. And Karen in a chutzer of shutfin. That's only going to be chutzer in Ezek according to every tarifun. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.